Wow. So wow. Wow. Indeed. We just watched Rihanna's halftime Super Bowl performance. And apparently we were the only ones that thought it was really great. I know. I <laughs> thought it was really nice. I thought she performed really well. It was very clean. It was yeah. very sleek. It was very sexy. It was very cool. And that's what Rihanna is. And I was just excited to hear those hits again. Like yeah. f- the thing is, Rihanna just has the discography that so many pop stars would dream of. Like, and you never would have guessed it when she debuted that she'd have like one of the strongest singles discographies of her generation. But she does. So yeah. she's up there flying in the air singing her hits looking great moving a little I was happy I was happy too I'm so sorry to the Navy to all the Rihanna stands because they were really expecting a new song or maybe new album that she was gonna pop out out of this performance and what is she popping out another baby another baby immediately it was a baby announcement instead of a new era announcement I feel like and if you are not a stan of any artist any female artist as much as you are happy that they are pregnant they are with child they're fulfilling their you know lifelong dream of being mothers again you also want more music (laughs) so that's probably a tough blow to the navy out there so stay strong all you navy members we've been there and we're with you Moment of silence. Moment of silence. For well, the for the era that could have been. Uh, it's going to be. Okay, but not right now. Not right now. Well. This episode of Two Game Mats is brought to you by Skillshare. We all know I love nothing more than a day job where I can close my computer right at 6 p.m. and focus on my passion projects like Two Game Mats and Matt Palmer Music. The good part's available now. Ever since we started doing things like live streams and actually posting to TikTok, I've wanted to sharpen my skills in those areas, and Skillshare is the best place to do just that. With Skillshare, I'm excited to learn more about film and video, about Photoshop, about marketing, which I am famously terrible at, and I'm excited to learn from creators and professionals who are actually masters of it. So if you're one of the first 1,000 people to click the link in the episode description, you can sign up for Skillshare and get your first month completely free. So why wait? Click the link in the episode description and sign up for Skillshare today. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Two Gay Mats podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And we're so happy to be here on the day of Rihanna's halftime performance. I believe the Chiefs and the Eagles are still playing football as we're recording. No, we have no idea where the score stands. We but, don't um, know. We wish everyone the best. Hopefully no concussions are happening. Yes. And it seems like it's not like when, um, what's his face? What's his name who just retired and like threatened to retire? Tom Brady. Yeah. I felt like when he was in the Super Bowl, it was obvious like, oh, vote against him. Like we're rooting against, we're rooting for the team that's not him because we want an underdog we like, want an underdog we love an underdog and I, I, I always root for a team that has won the, the team that has won the Super Bowl the least amount of times okay yeah. I would I think that's the Eagles but again so. I'm not you know a sportscaster I guess unfortunately I, I guess I should like root for the Eagles too because I'm from Trenton I was gonna say so you're not like, a world away yeah so like you know a lot of people from my area it's always my town is always very split like Giants or Eagles mm. um, and then there are also like the Jets the poor Jets fans that oh. are that are you know in my town but you know, we wish them the best we wish them but one thing that I do know about the Super Bowl that's happening right now, it's it's the first Super Bowl where the starting quarterback of both teams is black. That's so, a weird stat that I very, cannot believe we just reached today. I mean, but I mean, I mean, dig just a little bit in any sort of arena and you'll find a lot of racism. So <laughs> I feel like that probably has a lot to do with it. So um, congrats to both black quarterbacks and congratulations on your success. And congratulations to Rihanna's new baby. Uh, yes, Rihanna announced the Hollywood p- Reporter has confirmed that Rihanna is pregnant with child after she performed at the Super Bowl. It seemed like she rubbed her belly at a moment, but it wasn't clear enough while we were watching that I, she was pregnant. I was like, oh, yeah, she, you know. It what? was probably during that beautiful zoom out moment That's that looked so glorious and wonderful. I was just looking at the camera work. The I'm thing sorry. is the cinematography. I feel like Matt Steele's new favorite film of the year is Rihanna's halftime show. You know, Babylon found out. 
bad. And nothing will ever top Babylon. I'm <laughs> oh so sorry. Matt Steele. Yes. How are you? How was your week? I have had the busiest week I have had in maybe two years. Wait, what happened? I've seen so many movies. Oh. I've been out and about. I've been doing everything. Um, Monday, I saw a movie before I went to work. Tuesday, I spoke at Pepperdine University. Oh, my God. Because one of my best friends, Lauren, is a teacher there. And yeah. so I, I, she's teaching a class on cinema. And okay. so I went and I spoke to the kids about, you know, movie musicals. Oh. and and about like the experience of producing a feature film and oh everything. So I was very excited to do that. Had a lot of fun. They're wonderful kids. I loved them all. Um, and uh, Wednesday I saw another movie and I uh, had <laughs> a dinner with a friend. And yeah. then Thursday I had I saw another friend, Jessica, who I haven't seen in like 12 years. My gosh. Or maybe I did that Friday. I can't keep it straight anymore. Um, I've I just feel like I've I've done so many Many things. Yesterday, yeah. I had an audition, I, and then I went to a, had work, and then I had a, a party, went to a Valentine's Day party at my friend Cole's. And I mean, I'm sure all the stuff that I have done this week will continue to come up, but right now it's all just a blur. So, did you watch all the movies that you were planning on watching? Like, do you feel caught up for the Oscar season? I still have two that I need to see. I okay. still need to see Causeway and then Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, and then I'm done for 2022. Why is it called Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio? Because it's his. All right, but sure, but like, it's like a Tyler Perry type. Like everything doesn't need his name on it, no? Well, but I guess because he is Guillermo del Toro, mm. like he is part of the pitch. The, he's part of the cell, you know? Oh, okay. And also like another Pinocchio came out this year. That That's was, true. That was Disney's Pinocchio. Mm. So this, and then of course- there Is that was, the one with the gay Pinocchio? No, no. That was another <laughs> masterpiece. How many Pinocchios own. are there? A lot of Pinocchios. Some would say too many. Yeah. And so this one, Guillermo del Toro was like, this is going to be my Pinocchio. All right. Thank you very much. I love that. Yes. Matt Palmer, how was your week? I feel like my week was not as exciting. Oh, besides the fact that on Monday when I took the day off because I had the uh, Beyonce code that was sent to me this time last week I was excited to have the code you told me and reminded me that just because I had the code did not mean I was going to get tickets well guys great news things are coming up Matt because even though I was torn down last week by the album of the year award winner I was brought back to life. When I received my tickets to the Renaissance Tour, I'll be seeing Beyonce September 1st at the SoFi Stadium. I'm going with my friend Janie and our friend Justin, and it's going to be an excellent moment that I will never forget. I have spent more than I meant to spend on the tickets just because, like, I'm not even close. I'm not on the floor. I'm, like, very much in up in the stadium. Not nosebleed, nosebleed, but even still, my tickets with... um like the fees that come attached to it. So Joe Biden, keep that in mind when you're trying to get the fees away that I'm affected. Uh, it was th- over $300 per ticket. Well, it's know. bonks. It's just like, and you look at the reselling price. I saw someone in Chicago saw a floor seat that was being resold for $65,000. Ooh. Un- Real. So, you know what? It's done. The bun- money is out of your account it now. Is, it's in God's hands. It is. And it's like, so, I... That's the thing. I have to let it go. I have to make peace with it. And it was like, I just, there was no world in which I had the opportunity to see Beyonce and I wasn't going to go. And you're seeing her so close to her birthday. I know. Hopefully we can all sing to her. Oh, that'd be beautiful. I would love that for all of us. Um, I'm trying to think of, oh, on Friday, I went to our friends Natalia and Eric's house and we got food at a local eatery by them called Earl's. That's very good. It's like a famous hot dog place in Crenshaw. And uh, we also watched um, the Drag Race episode this week because I am up on Drag Race. I am invested. I care. I have my favorites. And this is what the people have wanted for so long. And I'm so happy to report that I stand many of the girls. I like Anitra very much. That first week, what Anitra did, I feel like I talk about it every week. But Walk That Fucking Duck is still in my brain. Like, 
so fucking iconic. Miss Isabel Brooks. I like uh, Baby Doll Fox, Malaysia Baby Doll Fox, Lux Noir London, even though Lux Noir and um, Baby Doll Fox kind of got into it the other week. I don't know. I'm just invested. I'm excited to see what happens next week. Apparently, they're all doing um, lip syncs, so it's not just the the people in the bottom two. I'm excited to see it because those queens are very talented, and uh, we have actually a news story related to them later on. Um, okay. On Saturday, we went and got food at this Italian place close by called... Um, I always call it, call it Carmella. I think it's Giamella's. I want to call it Carmella's. It's not called that. Okay. And then, you know, I had an Aunt Carmella. Did you? My great Aunt Carmella. Oh, I love her. Uh, well, she's dead. So. Well, may she rest. May she rest. She may was great. She, she had very good luck in Atlantic City. She would always go. Really? She was, she was the member of the family who would always win at the slots. Do you think that you have that in you as well? Uh, no, my brother does well. Really? When, whenever my brother like goes to like Vegas or something and like, just puts a couple of dollars and he always has the best luck. He has the Aunt Carmella touch. Oh, Michael, he I should know. buy me something. Oh, well, maybe <laughs> if you were a little nicer to him. I'm nice to him. I love everyone, as you know. Oh, well. uh, I also watched a film uh, called The Fableman. Oh. We'll come up a bit later, I think. Okay. And then uh, today we went and got drinks uh, before the Super Bowl with Jackson's sister and her husband and then watched a bit of the Super Bowl with Jackson and his parents. And then I came back here to watch Rihanna with you. I know. It was a whole week of like seeing a bunch of people. It like was. I saw a friend Lauren, Jessica, my friend Alexis, like so many people. Wow. I, I just feel like I was everywhere. And I was telling myself like the beginning of the year, I was like 2022, I feel like I didn't do like a lot of spontaneous LA things. I feel mm. like I lost that a bit in 2022. I mean, and so. We were still very much coming out of COVID. Sure. Yeah. But, but you know, I feel like 2022, I was doing like just like a lot of work and, mm. and I wasn't really living my best LA life. All and right. so in 2023, I told myself I was going to do it. And now I feel like I'm doing it. I, Not that I'm doing anything super thrilling. Right. But, but like, you're, you're you're out there. I'm feeling alive. I feel alive. And that's what we want. As Lauren Bacall would say in the musical applause. Okay. But alive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So as far as the news for idiots, Rihanna is pregnant. We're thrilled about that. Congratulations to Rihanna. Apparently, there are first reactions to Greta Gerwig's Barbie, and they are very good. And everyone says that Ryan Gosling steals the show. I know. I've heard tell that it's Ryan Gosling's best performance. And mm. I'm just like, baby, if it is better than First Man, that must be some performance because that is a performance. But that's the thing. Are people even considering that? Because, again, who saw it? Everyone should have seen it. <laughs> and apparently this was a first test screening for the film. was held in New Jersey. And the initial reactions were positive. Ryan Gosling as Ken... Uh, seals the show. He's outstanding as Ken. Perhaps his best performance. Gosling is MVP and has never been better. His performance will be memed to death. Uh, it's fiercely feminist, vo- volcanically hysterical, so flashy and bright. Will win Oscars for costume and design. They're delicious. I mean, I feel like I can't think of a time that a movie had this much buzz, like that it was going to be a big showstopper, blockbuster, but also like critically acclaimed. That like it makes me nervous for it almost. I feel like. It's like the people who are upset that Rihanna didn't do that well. Tonight, it's like maybe your bar was too high. So is the Barbie bar just too high? Um, I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> Who's to say? I think it's amazing that like it's like done, done. Like it seems I mean, it's probably they're probably still doing like small tweaks right. and everything. This was probably like a test screening. Um, but the fact that, yeah, like we're it's, it seems to be relatively in the can and getting like great like uh, releases and everything. Yeah. So I'm I'm excited for it. It looks really cool. I mean, Greta Gerwig is such a smart writer, mm. and so I'm excited to see what she does with it. And and the humor now, like it's very timely that like a Barbie movie is coming out that's very meta, very yeah. like, that feels very like like winky winky like that. I, so I'm just excited to see what what happens with it. You Out, know? Outside of the color purple, would you say that Barbie is your most anticipated film of the year? I don't know. Maybe okay. I guess. I mean. Um, 
there's a lot of great movies from great directors coming out next year. So mm. I'm I'm excited for all of them. Yeah. Nothing will touch Fantasia. It, is the I color know. purple? I, <laughs> I love that. That should be the title. Fantasia of it. is the color purple. <laughs> I mean, there are other characters. Yes. Well, I mean, because a line in the color purple is very much like I think it pisses God off when you walk by the when you pass the color purple and don't appreciate it, mm. and it pisses me off when people walk by Fantasia and don't appreciate her. Hey. So therefore, Fantasia <laughs> is the color purple. I love when I see you. I tell you that every week. Oh, oh, that song. Yes. I, okay, I was. I thought you were saying you love when you no. sing. No, I, like, okay. I mean, sure, seeing you's fine, but I mean, the song "When I See You" Fantasia, a classic, a classic song, a classic song. Um, Harry Styles wants you to know that he's aware of his privilege. This comes during his Brit Award speech. He also swept the Brits. Every award he was nominated for, he won. I think same for Beyonce. She won Best International Art- Artist and Best International Song for "Break My Soul." Um, Apparently, this is after he was being dragged for his Grammy speech, which he said, this doesn't happen to people like me very often, which is a crazy thing to say as a <laughs> cis straight, straight white man. <laughs> I mean, I, I understood what he meant. Like, like, by, like he comes from humble beginnings. Sure, like, he yes. used to work at a donut shop yes, or whatever. But, but still, like, not necessarily, like, the best thing to say after you just beat Beyonce for album of the year. Truly, it's the worst thing <laughs> he like could have said. It's the last thing anyone wants to hear, you to, to hear from you. He says, at this Brit Award speech, speech, I'm very grateful and I'm aware of my privilege up here tonight. So this is for Rena, Charlie, Flo- Lawrence, Mabel, and Becky. Thank you so much. He thanked his family, his mom, and all the members of One Direction, including Zane. Okay. So I, I do like that he's, you know, uh, not forgetting where he came from, and he's taking the note. I feel like a lot sure. of people could get that note after winning album of the year and be like, oh, everyone's being mean to me, blah, blah, blah. But no, he's taking the note. Yeah, he seems like a very nice boy. I agree. So, you know, he's talented. I'm happy for him and all his success and everything. Yeah. We are still mad. <laughs> I, I'm less mad now. Not at, mad at him. No, not no, at him. Mad at the world. Yes. 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 Because, I mean, Renaissance was the album of the year. I can't get into this again. I listened but to it again last night in my bedroom in the dark. It was perfect. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's like a perfect album. But we must move on. Uh, Disney has announced that there are going to be new sequels for Toy Story, Zootopia, and Frozen. And I assumed there was going to be another Frozen do we not have enough Toy Stories? There's a lot of Toy Stories out there. If there's anything that should have ended at number three, it is Toy Story. Because I saw number four in theaters and it was like, what is this? Like, I just didn't understand the purpose. Like, it feels like it would be a great trilogy. And I don't want them beating a dead horse into the ground. It seemed like for a minute there, it felt like maybe Disney's a little above that. But five, five just feels like a lot of fucking Toy Stories. I mean, Disney likes their money, and it seems like people will see it. So, Look. I mean, yeah. I, I never saw the fourth one, so. Um, didn't miss much. I'm sure it's cute enough. It's fine, but I just don't okay. completely understand the need for that. But apparently Zootopia is great, and people are excited for the sequel there. That's a movie that I want to watch. And I hear it's great. And I like, remember when it came out, people loved it. Apparently it's yeah. very subversive. Yeah. Like, so I need to watch the film. Clearly I am a cinema head now. Of course. And so Zootopia is on my list of things I need to fucking watch. Um, and speaking of RuPaul, as I mentioned earlier, RuPaul's Drag Race has confirmed the uh, return of 90-minute episodes. MTV confirmed that the 90-minute episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race will return March 10th. I assume after Real Friends of WeHo, six episodes have finished airing. I feel like people are going to be very happy about this. I, I must say, as much as Real Friends of WeHo, I watched the first episode. It is bad. It is boring. And Todrick's a monster. The... The fervor in which people were like sharing videos of like being at gay bars and that show coming on and everyone booing. It's like there's also like a crew that worked on it. I don't know. I just stayed, I kind of yeah. turned like initially I was like the number one hater of the show and then I saw it and it was boring and I stopped thinking about it and then I started to feel bad for it a little bit just because it's like Todrick sucks. Yes. And maybe I think Dorian kind of sucks from what I'm seeing on the show. But 
there are a lot like Curtis seems lovely and wonderful and is just coming out and I feel like you know uh, Brad Goreski is harmless I don't know I started to feel bad for the cast members that weren't Todrick and for the crew and the other people involved that people were so gleeful in hating this oh well I mean it gets to a point with not just this but a lot of things where people love just like hating things just to hate it and it's it's very fun to like really really bash something and it's kind of like all right guys is this such a big deal that it's not the best thing ever it's like like, come on truly if you watched it you just be like oh this didn't work and is boring and then you'd never think about it yeah like it's and it's i mean i didn't watch it but i I assume it's like inoffensive and like no one died doing this (laughs) like like this this isn't like going to this isn't like killing the uh like ozone or something like like (laughs) Like, nothing bad is coming from this. It's all going to be fine. I will say one thing about it is, like, I feel like the big issue with the 30-minute, or 30-minute, hour-long episodes of Drag Race at the beginning of the season is you started out with, like, 16 queens. Mm -hmm. And so now, by March 10th, they're going to be down to, like, seven queens. It's like, well, that actually would be fine in an hour. (laughs) Like, we'd be able to see everyone do their thing. So it would have been nicer if they had kept the 90-minute episodes initially and then uh, put the 60-minute ones later on. But Mm. people would have still been mad. I mean, it's kind of like how, like, when you get down to, like, the final six of Big Brother, like, it's like, okay, we can speed the weeks up (laughs) a little bit. Like, we don't have to have like a week long of everything in exactly. the same because it's like we're we're getting bored. I, yes. I, I mean, an hour and a half long of television is a lot. It but, is a like, lot. And then there's the untalked afterwards. I where know. The queens are just talking. I remember when Project Runway went from uh, I think uh, season I think season eight was when it started being an hour and a half. Mm. And I remember sitting there not knowing that it was going to be an hour and a half like season premiere and being like, why does it feel like I've been sitting here for <laughs> fucking ever? It's a long time. Like it felt so long. So the fact that y'all really desperately want these hour and a half episodes is like. But yet y'all complain about fucking movies being too long? (laughs) Girl, like, get it together. I know. People love their drag race. And I get it. And the thing is, apparently this isn't the best season because of the 60 minutes and because of some of the challenges. And I'm like, I'm loving it. (laughs) I'm invested. I care. I'm going to go back and watch other seasons. Um, As an AMC Stubbs member, you are, yes? AMC A-list. A-list, excuse me. How do you feel about AMC theaters? They are changing movie ticket prices based on seat location. Does that affect you or no? No, it doesn't. See, this is kind of like a little bit of a, what they're doing is they're essentially blocking off the like seats in the center as right. like the prime seats and so mm. if you're not an A-list member those seats cost a little more but they're also taking the two or three rows in the front row um, and they're like okay these seats aren't as popular let's make these seats cheaper Right. and so essentially what AMC is trying to do and all the seats on the outskirts are the same the price same. Okay. Um, if you're an, it, it's essentially AMC trying to get more people to sign up for A-list oh. that way everyone all the seats are the same price so it's, mm. it's encouraging people to sign up for A-list that encourages more people to go to the movies more often. I know a lot of people are very mad at this because they're like, oh, this feels so elitist and everything. Mm. And I'm like, okay, there is a little bit element, but also like, okay, if you want like the seats in the center, they will cost more, which like sucks. But the seats like in like, you know, the back rows and like the size and everything, it's not like going to a, a theater like Broadway and right. it's up, there's the seats on the side are obstructed view. Right. Your view for the, the seats where the prices haven't changed, like – it's not a bad view. <laughs> right. Like it's You're fine and everything. It. And I don't know, like I do like the idea of the seats in the front row being cheaper. Yeah, I think that I encourages like that. more people to want to see movies. Cause like if you have like a family of five going to see a movie is really expensive. Absolutely. So if you're like, uh, like if you're a parent and you're like, I don't really want to see this movie, but I got to <laughs> take my kids to a movie. Like, I think it's great that you can, you know, be like, okay, I'm spending less money. The mm. seats aren't as like wonderful. Although some people do like sitting in the front couple rows. I don't know who. But uh, yeah, why? <laughs> I know. But uh, I, I do think it will encourage more people to go to the movie theater. So there are negative things about it, but I understand why 
AMC is doing it. And I, 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 I get it. Didn't I get we it. watch Gone Girl in the front row? Did I make that up? We did. I remember that. We were, were we running row. late or something? Yeah. Well, also, we went on like a Friday night, oh. which like is never never a good idea. Yeah. I just remember being so close. I was like, I'm seeing too much of Ben Affleck, who had a, a Dunkin' Donuts, or I think it's Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Super Bowl commercial, mm. where he was like filming. He was the surprise uh, person at that takeout window. And then J-Lo rolled through and was like, is this where you are all the time? Cute. It was, it was cute. That's and he nice. looked more alive than he did at the Grammys. And less like furious or whatever. I mean, see, he probably peeked in that envelope before it was open <laughs> and saw that Beyonce wasn't going to win. And so he was proud. That's probably why he was. He so didn't upset. have access to that envelope. He's that was Ben under, Affleck. I mean, he who has cares? access to everything. I don't know that he does. Um, there's an I uh, know what you did last summer sequel in the works. Cute. I think that's cute. How I many have there been? Are there two? I think just two because okay. there was that one. And I still know what you did last summer. Yes. Uh, but my question is, is Brandy involved? Because she was in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, and I would love to see Brandy on screen again. So if you're out there making this movie, sure, we want Jennifer Love Hewitt, Freddie Prince Jr. Very excited to see them back. Get Brandy. Justice for Brandy. Get Brandy. Um, I'm very happy about this, and I feel like the eight other people who watch the show are going to be happy. Showtime has picked up NPH's Uncoupled after Netflix canceled it. Um, apparently it's going to be even a little racier than it was before. Um, deadline here, Showtime is picking up season two and potentially beyond of the comedy series from Emily in Paris creator Darren Starr and Modern Family vet Jeffrey Richmond a couple of weeks after Netflix canceled the show. This show's not great. It's not perfect. It's not White Lotus level of like this is prestige television, but it's nice to see adult gays in adult situations, even though it's like, do they need to be that rich? <laughs> but either way, I enjoyed it. And I can't wait to see what happens next. Listen, some gays are rich. And uh, like, how rich are we talking? Like penthouses in New York City. Okay. Well, you know, some gays are that rich, I guess. It's they don't, true. They don't, I mean, and I mean, doesn't have no kids in that show. So I get it's like, you know, real estate porn. I understand there are shows based around that. But like, I'd love to see, you know, gays that have a normal amount of money, <laughs> you okay. know. But I'm also, I'm just would like to see them not be teens. So I'm going to take what I can get. Sure. There are some non-white people on the show. <laughs> <laughs> These are things that I that are important to me and I'm excited to see. I just want to remind us all that Flowers by Miley Cyrus is still the number one song in the country. It is wild that this has debuted at number one, has not left. And baby, we are thrilled <laughs> because people are still clicking on that Miley Cyrus Flowers short that we I have know. on YouTube that is like, what, one minute long? It's one minute long. And starting February 1st, we were making a, like a little scent from every thousand views of it. So you know what? Ooh, I'll baby, take it. We're going to have brunch this we weekend. We really are. So congratulations to Miley. Also, I just, I don't know that I mentioned that It's a Rap by Mariah Carey is like a random TikTok hit somehow and like of course they sped it up and are doing the dance to it. Mariah has re-released it as a single with just the song, a radio edit, and then the sped up version and the remix with Mary J. Blige and I just am proud of Mariah's team for getting on this as soon as it was happening. Like I of course dream of like a music video for It's A Rap being filmed. Sure. Uh, But I feel like Madonna's Frozen went viral in a similar way. It was like kind of a remix sped up kind of version and it took her about a year to get a an official remix out and so I'm glad I feel like Mariah's team really were on top of it and I'm excited about it it's gone to number one on iTunes R&B charts I'm glad for its rep is that the song of Mariah's that I would choose to have a renaissance no (laughs) but 
People are loving it, and I love it. I I just want to know what Mariah thinks about TikTok. Mariah, about these trends. Mariah thinks if it's involving me, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> she, they were probably like, Mariah, we have an idea. The kids love It's a Rap. And she's like, oh, of course they do. And they're probably just like, but they like it sped up. And she's probably like, what? She's like, why? <laughs> why? And they're like, okay, so we're going to release a sped up version. And she's probably just like, um, uh, uh. The only reason I think she might have been more on the ground floor with this is because Moroccan and Monroe That's are allowed true. on TikTok now. And so I'm sure uh, they were like, mom. This is happening. You need to get the fuck on it. And she did. All right. But hopefully they didn't use that language. They're still young. <laughs> mom, this, you, need you need to get, get the, the fuck, fuck on, on it, mom. Jeez, Moroccan. <laughs> Cooler. Um, okay, question as an actor. Oh, uh, thank you. Pin Badgley has requested for zero intimacy scenes in You Season 4 because he respects his marriage too much and thus he does not want to be in, put in intimate situations. Of course, I respect his choice. We have nothing but respect. Everyone should do what makes them feel comfortable, do what makes them feel happy, which is a TLC quote. But as an actor, mm-hmm. if you were in a committed relationship, would you do this? Like, do you feel like to me, it just felt a little out of the norm. I feel like that's a part of the job. Like you're there in service of the script in service of the director and to be like, no more kissing, no more sex. And like, not even kissing. I think kissing is a part of it. And I feel like he's, you know, I feel like my understanding of you is that he's a stalker who's obsessed with women and kills them. It's like, well, you're going to still be killing people on camera. Like, is that not weird? But I'd like an actor's opinion. Uh, Listen, as an artist, he can do whatever he chooses. He can take whatever roles he wants to do. It is a little hard in this situation because, like, not to say that he's, like, holding the show hostage, but, right. like, but like, it's kind of, like, like whatever he wants, the show has to go with. I know. It's you know? True. So, like, I guarantee you, like, all the writers and producers are just like, what the fuck? Like, right. this show is, like, I've never seen the show, but, like, is it kind of a little sexy? It's, like, I think stalkers. it's a little sexy, like, yeah. It's a little sexy. Like, they're probably like, oh, shit, what do we do now? Right. You know, um, you know but, you know, as an artist, he is free to uh, pick whatever roles he wants to pick and everything. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm desperate for any acting work. <laughs> but like, no, like, like if if you're in a scene with someone, it's a scene. Like, it's a scene. It's not real. Someone, it doesn't matter if you're with someone. Right. Like, that's not cheating. Like, you're you're acting. Like, yeah. you're doing your job. It's kind right. of like if I was a vegetarian mm. and I had to do like a uh, commercial where I ha- or something where I had to pretend like I was eating meat but the meat that they gave me even though I was a vegetarian was fake meat and oh. I, I knew that it was fake right. meat I would be like okay great I'm going to eat this because yes. I know it's fake meat like the like when you're kissing someone on screen and having an intimate moment with them as an actor you're not actually having an <laughs> intimate moment with that person right. you're not actively cheating on your you know a spouse or a girlfriend or whatever like that's right. not it's not real acting <laughs> isn't real <laughs> acting isn't real um, but you know if that's how he feels, that's how he feels. He's the star of the show, so like he can honestly, I guess, do whatever he wants. And, and they can either be like, yes or no, we're going to cancel the show. And they probably don't want to do that. They definitely so, don't. Uh, they definitely don't. Hey. Um, just this for anybody else out there, for it's Valentine's is coming up, and if you need to see something that'll make you happy, Jonathan Majors is on the cover of Ebony Magazine, and I just suggest everyone take a look at the oh, thread. That, he makes me happy. He may, he'll make you happy. I can assure that for you. Also, R.I.P. to Burt Baccarat. Mm. Uh, you know, qu- quite a long and storied life. And I mean, just so, like, you go through the songs he's written, and it's truly like, oh, my God. Like, I these mean, are 
great American songbook shit at this point. Oh, Burt Backrag is one of those songwriters who you hear like 10 seconds of a verse and you know immediately that is Burt Backrag. Right. Like you hear the meter changes, you mm. hear sort of the quirkiness of the lyrics that are so relatable about love, so relatable and endearing. He He's just one of those songwriters that just has such a clear, distinct voice that mm. like no one has been able to replicate like as well as him wrote an excellent musical called Promises, Promises, which has such a glorious oh, and, and that. wonderful score. Yeah, 1969. Mm-hmm. And aesthetically, like musically, a lot of that music, and Stephen Sondheim has said the music in Promises, Promises really inspired him uh, with wow. the music for Company, which was Stephen Sondheim's, the first musical that made Stephen Sondheim, Stephen Sondheim. Right. So like, without Burt Backrack, there would be no... Uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim and he and Dion Warwick worked together oh, often. Yeah. He discovered her apparently and Godmother of Whitney Houston. It's just like this man is a part of music history forever. Yeah. And you know he lived a long and beautiful life, I'm sure. But it just makes you want to listen to "Say a Little Prayer" again because like I what know, what a, a song. song! I also love the song uh, uh, "She Likes Basketball" from oh, the I musical "Promises, Promises." It's just the most adorable song about where um, Jerry Orbach, uh, Jerry Orbach played the main character in "Promises, Promises," and mm. he essentially asks the girl he likes to a basketball game, and she's like, "Yeah, sure." And so he <laughs> discovers that she likes basketball, and I like basketball. I'm just gonna jump around on stage and sing about how excited I am that <laughs> she likes basketball. Maybe one day it might be basketball and. Maybe Oh. And it's 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 very much like South Pacific's Wonderful Guy, which is mm. like my favorite genre of song, which is just I'm in love and I'm so happy. <laughs> like it it's so beautiful and endearing and so him. So R.I.P. gave us some great music. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. to him. Um and oh, apparently the Chiefs have won. So by the time oh, of this wow. report, congratulations to the Chiefs, congratulations to Patrick Mahomes and Co. You know, unfortunate for the Eagles fans out there. I'm sorry for your loss. I feel like when that Falcons won that Earth lost that one year after being up 28 and three, they were very upset. So I know you must be upset, and I'm sorry for that. But happy for Patrick Mahomes and everybody from yes. Kansas City? Sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Listen, no matter what, no matter whether you are on the winning team or the losing team, all of you will be getting laid tonight. (laughs) So good for you. Probably won't want that, right? Um, Because they'll be sad. They'll, you know, it'll be hard for them. They'll be sad. I think. They'll be fine. Okay. I, I, they will wake up. Everything will be like if we can wake up the next day after Beyonce lost album of the year that's... again. They will be fine. Right. We all know loss. We all know loss all at know this loss. point, and so all we can do is just hold their hands and tell them it's going to be okay. Okay. Yes, it's going to be. Yes. Um. Do you have any other news for idiots? I don't believe I do. All right. Well, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more two game mats. Are we right. back, babes? I think we're back, babes. We're back. We did our halftime show, yeah. and now we're back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is Email My Heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of Email My Heart if you email us at twogaymats at gmail.com. Two is spelled T-W-O. And so we got a question from Adrian. Adrian says, mm. Pride Headliners. Oh. Dear Two Gay Mats, hope you are doing swell. Mm. In a few weeks' time, World Pride 2023 is going to hit full swing in Sydney and the musical headliners are going to be Kylie Minogue Kel- Kelly Rowland <laughs> yes. Charlie XCX and Kim Petras this got me thinking who would be your ultimate pride concert headliners oh and additionally we all know famous pride anthems i.e. Vogue born this way mm. but what song would you consider to be a left field strange or obscure choice for a pride anthem for me personally I've always thought that Garbage's Cherry Lips was a wacky example all the best Adrian I mean, I'm sure Years and Years is going to be doing Pride festivals all over. Mm -hmm. I would love to see Years and Years. What a beautiful voice. What a great artist. 
Uh, Emily K also on that list. As much as we love a pop diva like Christina Aguilera did Pride, I think last year or two years ago, she did LA Pride. I love pop diva, but seeing actual queer people on stage, like seeing like if Sam Smith did some Pride shows, I know that Sam's very, very famous, but yeah. like if Sam Smith wanted to do some Pride shows, that'd be cool. That's why it's cool that Kim Petras is doing it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if Brad, maybe Brandy Carlisle has some dance mixes she could perform for the gays. I would love to like have a Brandy Carlisle like dance record. Right. Of. Like I think that would be really fun. That'd be have very her singing cool. singing on it with great new vocals and everything. Robin, obviously. We oh, love, Robin. Um, uh, Rina Sawayama. Hello. Yes. yes. Hello. Another queer artist who makes incredible music perfect for Pride. Oh, it um, would be amazing. As um, far as left field like Pride anthems, uh, even though this one has some issues because I believe one of the two... Uh, members of the group is now a homophobe. We'll ignore that. <laughs> Tattoos, all the things she said. I oh. re-listened to it recently because Jackson was more familiar with the Russian version, which is the original version, and we listened to both the Russian and the uh, American versions, the English version. And what a great fucking song. I mean, it's a like, classic piece of music. That's a classic. Like, if you have a question about what music sounded like in like 2002, it, it sounded like all the things she said. And what the attitude was oh. and just what type of music video you wanted to see. You wanted to see some girls screaming and kissing. Yes. Like, and people were so pissed mm-hmm. about the fact that these were two, what we thought were lesbians. They were not. <laughs> but... It was just such a moment, and I don't want us to forget it. I mean, I believe one of the tattoo members is a homophobe now, or like said if she had a gay son, she wouldn't accept him, which is like, bitch. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? So she needs to evolve beyond that. But if we can't if we're gonna do separate artists from the art, that song is excellent. Sure, exactly. All right. Um, so my pride headliners are not singers. Oh. Uh, well, they can be if they, you know, are musical theater actresses, but mine are all character actresses, uh, and their performances are all just giving <laughs> interviews. <laughs> It's a nice round table of a bunch of actresses. They have to be older than 75. And they are all just talking to each other, talking about their days. That to me... Is the, would it be over a dance beat or would it just be? No, okay. absolutely I'm not. I'm just trying to understand. I'm trying to see how this is going to work. No, because we need to hear them. We need to hear talk right. about what they had for breakfast. Okay. So that would be my dream. <laughs> that is your dream. Um, and as in terms of, now I, I know that like, obviously like I mentioned a Robin song and people are like, oh, all of Robin's songs are, you know, gay anthem and mm. pride anthems and everything. But I don't think that Call Your Girlfriend gets enough credit as like being mm. such a hardcore gay anthem. I mean, it's just like, Call your girlfriend. It's time you had the talk. You just met somebody new. Like that to me is was written from the perspective of a gay man I having mean, an affair with a guy with a girlfriend. I mean, I feel like people put that on uh, Dancing on My Own as well because it's oh, well, like Dancing I'm on watching my own you is, kiss her. But see, blah, no blah, one, blah. no one is questioning Dancing on My Own being a pride anthem. <laughs> right. That is the the our anthem until the end of time. Of course. But I think Call Your Girlfriend deserves a little more credit. Hey, as well. Call Your Girlfriend's excellent, and I could. It's been quick, easy twist to make it a gay anthem. Sure. So I'm with you on that, and also a little bit like a uh, 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 Taylor Swift song, "You Belong with Me." That to me is from the perspective of a little gay boy. Of course it is. Yeah. I'm sure. Do you think there are dance mixes of that out there? There are so many love story dance mixes that came up a few years ago on TikTok. There's got to be You Belong With Me one out there. You Belong With Me, like I'm in love with my best friend. I mean, that's the the gay manifesto. Gay high school manifesto is I'm in love with my best friend. It's like shock. (laughs) (laughs) That's never happened. Um, Okay. And we also got a second email my heart from the chat just here. Our friend Jamie Nick. Uh, He is a Jamie because he is a straight male Kathy. There are very few. (laughs) And his name is Nick. And Nick was asking now that Rihanna has confirmed that she is pregnant, when do you think she will be putting out music and what sound style do you expect? And guys, I hate to be the bearer, 
not for a while. Mm. I think it's not going to be for a while. We were all hoping that she was going to announce a single or announce a tour. But I think Rihanna is going to be seated and at home for a minute. I'd say new music, earliest 2025. Ooh, 2025 <laughs> is a long ways away, but I don't think that is out of the realm just, of possibility. It's just she wa- she's in a new stage of her life. She's having another baby. She's starting a family with this man that she loves. Like, I think she's going to want to focus her energy on that because she was doing the Super Bowl that I'm sure took up so much time and energy and effort. Like, so much went into that clearly. I think she's going to go back into hibernation for a bit. And I know the Navy is thirsty. The Navy is really wanting some Rihanna content. And you'll just have to rewatch that halftime show a lot of times. I know. Kids, we're with you. We're, we're with, with you. I've been there. It's also been, I mean, it, not 2016, but Caution came out in 2018. So we Mariah fans have been waiting. Of course, every Christmas is kind of a new Mariah. Yes, era. please make, the, make this all about you. The woman but, gets a number one song every single year. Look, it's still <laughs> hard for us. So yeah, you're really suffering. You're like Harry Styles on stage being like, this doesn't happen to people like me. <laughs> it's different. We were used, remember in the 90s when Mariah would put out an album every year? Which I, I guess don't is, remember. I wasn't alive you yet. You were alive. And I guess that's also what the Rihanna fans also feel because Rihanna used to put out an album. She did. That's she the thing. To, she used to crank them out. Out. She wanted to be out of that Def Jam contract. Yes. And as soon as she got out, taking time. Boom. I, I mean, mean. But what do you, uh, Nick also asked what we think the style will be. Whatever she wants. The thing Truly. is like, with Rihanna is like, it's like what Rihanna does. So goes the culture. Like yes. Rihanna is, I remember when work came out and I was just like, what the <laughs> hell is this? Right. This is like, this feels so lazy and downtrodden and just like, this feels like nothing. And little did we know that like, that's what music, music <laughs> was going to start becoming like downtrodden, vibey beats right. and everything. And it's like, yeah, we're just tired and sad and just and like, uh, and even cool. more than work, in my opinion, needed me Ooh. moved, needed me changed everything. Like the music that came after for the next three to four years mm-hmm. was all wanting to be needed me. Yeah. And then she puts out love on the brain. It's, it's just like she at this era of her career and because of the like the fact that her voice is so distinctive. You hear one note out of her. You know it's Rihanna. She, like the world is her oyster. Any sort of if she wants to do there was a rumor she was going to have like a reggae album at a point. If she wanted to do that if she wanted to go full pop if she wanted to go full hip hop whatever she wants to do she will excel in because she has carved out such a lane for herself mm-hmm. and the culture will follow her because she's like so many people I feel like get less cool as they age. Rihanna's gotten more cool. She gets more cool. She gets more cool. It's impressive. It's really impressive. Uh, yeah so I think whatever the style will be I think it will be different from anti style. I, agree with I that. think it will be different because I think enough well enough time will have passed we'll be (laughs) like almost 10 years out of anti wow and so uh so she'll be like you know let's have something different let's give him a little something different yeah riri let's go and and that'll be it and it'll sound great yeah and sell a bunch of coffee yes absolutely so matt Steele. yes i have a question for you yes what has been giving you moments, darling. Okay, so there was an aspect of something I did this week that I forgot to mention earlier okay. in the podcast, so I'm yes. just going to bring it up now because it is happy. I have a new diagnosis for my hand. Oh, no. I went to the uh, orthopedic, the doctor, the bone yes. doctor, whatever they're called, and they were just like, that's absolutely not a ganglion cyst. Okay. And the doctor gave me a list of things that could possibly be None of which are bad. Okay, good. Um, she her number one pick though was uh, epidermal inclusion, 
which is essentially like you get some sort of like uh, uh, injury on your hand where a little bit of like skin, like of your outside skin gets poked into your inside skin uh-huh. and your outside skin starts to continue to grow uh, inside your skin. Uh-huh. And so they just need to cut it out. It'll be fine. So I, and so she refer, is referring to me to a plastic surgeon. Oh, plastic I surgery. Know, and I didn't know that would count as plastic surgery. Well, she said um, it wouldn't go to us because uh, like they, like they do more bigger things like uh-huh. at their like hospital center, like where they do stuff. Yeah. And so she's like, you can either go to a dermatologist or a plastic surgeon. Dermatologist, Dermatologists famously don't like doing like um, invasive surgical procedures on hands. Why is that? Because uh, there are a lot of nerves and stuff on hands. And so they're always scared to like touch a hand, even though where my thing is, isn't where like there's a lot of nerves. It's on the side of my hand. But, you know, she's like, so I'm going to refer you to a plastic surgeon and everything. And I'm like, oh, great. While I'm there, they can like tuck, (laughs) give me a little neck tuck because I I do need that a little bit. I mean, we are going to be on camera every single week. So if you're going to have a moment like that, I don't. You're all going to be witness to it. The world's <laughs> going to see it. Make sure to listen to this on Spotify and watch the video to see Matt Steele's plastic surgery updates. My journeys. Uh, yeah, guys, if I'm missing for three weeks, you'll know why. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm excited to have something closer to a diagnosis. Yes. Um, I'm excited that you're going to a plastic surgery. It's very LA. I know. It's very cool. I know. Good I for know. you. They're, they're probably going to be like, you need this and this and this and Just this. Just don't listen. Close those ears. I you'll will. Up, you know. I don't have the money to do any of it. Right, so it's fine. Um, but... Guys, we're going to talk about some movies. Shock. So I I saw some great ones, and I will talk about some of them. I saw the movie Living, which uh, is starring Bill Nighy. He got nominated for an Academy Award for Best Leading Actor. It also got an Adapted Screenplay nomination. Uh, It is beautiful and lovely, and I love the way it was shot and directed. It's about a man who is sort of like this stuffy uh, man who works for uh, the city of London and everything, mm. and he's very stuffy, and he doesn't let anyone sort of like, he doesn't like bring anyone in really, and uh, and um, he gets a terminal diagnosis, and he only has a couple, he finds out he only has a couple months to live, and oh, he's gosh. kind of like reflecting on his life and how he spent his life like throughout this entire movie. It's beautiful and touching. I, Bill Nye gives such a lovely performance. So if you want just like an easy, simple, touching watch, I definitely recommend. I didn't know that. Bill Nye was an actor. Bill Nye? Yeah. Yeah, not Bill Nye the Science Guy. Oh, I'm guy. thinking Bill Nye the Science Guy, excuse me. No, Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye, he's, he's in uh, Love Actually. Got yeah, it, I think okay. he's the, I, I feel it in my fingers. Yes, okay. I feel it in, yeah. I'm with you now. But literally, since you told me about this movie, I was thinking, Bill Nye the Science Guy? <laughs> not Bill Nye, not yet. Got it, okay, Bill Nye I'm will, back. Yes, uh, he will get an Oscar <laughs> nomination at some point, but... That is not today. Um, I also saw the movie All Quiet on the Western Front, which is a German film. Uh, it is pr- the front runner for uh, Best Foreign Language Film. It also got a Best Picture nomination and a ton of other nominations. It has the second most nominations of any movie, mm. um, just below Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's it's um, a- an adaptation of a famous novel. It's also It also won Best Picture 1930, I think oh was my. the year. So it's been made into a couple movies. There's also another movie from the 70s, but this is a new incarnation. It is beautiful. It's devastating. Mm. It's about World War I, these German soldiers in World War I. And, you know, a group of friends in this, I don't know, b- battalion? Sure. Sure. We love a battalion. Gr- group, uh, uh, cl- I'll call them a club. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and essentially they're struggles through like every single battle that they go through and Mm. the losses that they experience one by one throughout this entire war. And it's just, it's, it's a hard watch, but it is, is very beautiful. The performances are wonderful. I think it could win best cinematography. Okay. I think it could also win best sound. It really, really is a gorgeous film. I also saw 
Top Gun Maverick. I bit the bullet and I did it and I saw it. And you know what? Jesus Christ. I'm glad that everyone had fun. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? Including me. Okay. I had a good time seeing it. Now, Mm. the movie is very much, you know, written and directed to play into the nostalgia of those types of movies from the 80s. Is that my nostalgia that I, you know, am a hardcore passionate about? Not really. Am I super passionate about, you know, the air, the flying Navy men? (laughs) Not overly, but like I was invested in the story. I enjoyed myself. The, I mean, the, I wouldn't even call them special effects because everything was real. Mm. Um, It is the, the flying of the airplanes is so impressive. The fact that those actors were really up there in the air doing all those tricks Mm. and the, the cameras were just on, like they had to do their own lighting in the planes Mm. and like their own turn the cameras on and stuff like that is so impressive. And what did you think about Jennifer Connelly and the romantic aspect of the film? You know what? They're both hot. I'm glad they're having sex with each other. Jennifer Connelly had nothing to do. It was absolutely embarrassing. I, 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 there are, there are other characters in other films that I've seen this year that have way less to do than Jennifer Connelly. (laughs) She literally just like walks in and like, I need sure. Like it wasn't the most like important character on the planet. No, but I, I didn't mind it. As far as like emotional beats, even though I never saw the first Top Gun, I did get the emotional beats of everything. And mm. I liked that. I did like how Val Kilmer was used. Yes, I thought that, that was, was very cool. touching. The fact that they yes. used AI to recreate his voice. Beautiful. Mm. Um, so very happy about that. I, I, I don't, I, I get, I get why people like it. Yes, it is very stylized. And some of the, the Jesus. dialogue is like every time they set up for Tom Cruise to say, it's the only look I got. I was, me. I was just like, Kill blow me. my brains out, please. Awful. But you know what? We do what we can. <laughs> I will also say something that I'm sure will anger a lot of people that I'm, I'm sure also like no one would ever expect anyone to say about okay. Top Gun Maverick. As far as the action sequences go... I was kind of expecting more. <laughs> I like, and they were great and amazing. And and the people who were flying those planes were are more talented than literally any of us listening to this podcast or a part of this podcast will ever be. Right. But like, I honestly think after seeing RRR, <laughs> like uh. the the action sequences in RRR are so outrageous and so huge that I feel like any action movie after RRR is just going to be like, ah. Oh, what, what a cute. nice little <laughs> in, indie budget film, you know. Right. But still, it was very impressive. But, you know, after seeing All Quiet on the Western Front and seeing Top Gun, both are very different movies. One, All Quiet on the Western Front is very, very, like, anti-war, anti-war. Mm. And this one is, I wouldn't say it's, like, pro-war, but it's very, like, oorah, like, we're going, we're getting the target. Yeah, let's go get them. And there's a lot of, you know, camaraderie and everything. Um after seeing both of those movies, it's I'm kind of just like, I would love to see a, a war movie or a movie about soldiers where just one character is a little fey and sassy. <laughs> right? Like, come, like, It would be nice. And, and not for, you know, not because I want to see any sort of like gay romance in any of these movies. Like, not because, not even because like, oh, the inclusion aspect. Like, I don't need to see myself in these characters. You know, it's fine. If people do, that's lovely. But I, whatever. But I want to see it just because I think it would be fucking fun. It would be fun. And it would be like, something different. Gay people exist 
I everywhere, know. including in these battalions or whatever they may be. And it's like, how many of the how many movies with the same exact characters can we watch? Honestly. Where it's like, oh, this guy's hot and cocky. This guy's also hot and cocky. <laughs> this guy's also hot and like, but a little nerdy because he has glasses. But he's still hot. Don't worry. Like, like, uh, like. Like, why can't uh, someone have been in those planes and like rolling their eyes, being like, "Girl, what was that move?" I would love you that. call that a nose dive. Like, <laughs> I, I just think it would be fun and it would be a different character dynamic. And it's like watching ESPN. Like, I would love to see one of these panelists talking about the Super Bowl, who's a little sassy, right? Like, come on, it's like even Fox News has their one Democrat uh, news anchor. Like, come on, get some diversity in these movies. I don't know anything about Fox News. <laughs> I, mean, I know, I know, they have like the one. I forgot right. her name, but like, come on, I just, I think, just think it would add a special, fun, funny character dynamic. Well, to maybe you got to write it, get that war movie out. Uh, I can't write a war movie or like a military. <laughs> I know nothing about like the the in the scenes in Top Gun where they're at the bar like talking to each other about whatever they do. It was lit- it was like they were speaking a different language. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't understand any of this. This is not my world. But but I, it was an impressive movie. I th- honestly, the the director who directed, I think, did a good job with uh, really hearkening back to that nostalgia, but also allowing this movie to stand like as its own separate piece. It didn't mm. feel like a ripoff of the original Top Gun. It did feel like a separate thing, which I appreciate. So okay. I, I it was a a very very long week, and I'm glad I got to cram in a lot of movies in the meantime. So I had a great time. Good for you. Yes. Um, well, for me, I have a couple of things. The first, uh, I watched The Fablements. As How did I you mentioned. like it? I thought it was nice. I feel like it just is a a warm movie that felt good to watch and like the characters you're rooting for. There were moments, especially near the beginning, I'm like, what is Michelle Williams doing? <laughs> it is The beginning like, is very, sty- like the first like third is very stylized because it's very like playing into like the nostalgia of like being a kid. But it almost felt like she was in a different movie than everyone else for a minute there. I got used to her but initially I was like this is wild what you're doing. See I think she worked perfectly with the style of the the beginning of the movie I would say. I you know was rooting for Sam Fableman or Steven Spielberg whatever you want to call him. I feel like you know it was just a movie that made me feel warm. I feel like there weren't like Giant emotional highs or giant emotional lows. Really? I really felt like it was kind of like... I think you need to watch it again. No, I watched it. I was wrecked. I was not wrecked. I was I was not wrecked, but I feel like versus... Atar. It was like spending oh. time with these kind people who mean <laughs> well was nice for me. It just was like, okay, everyone's trying their best. I feel like... Um, you know, it, it got when it when he went to school in high school and started getting hate crime. That was a little like, oh my! It was kind of like jarring in a way. But I felt like the adult storyline and like what happens in the marriage and all of that was all like, okay, <laughs> like I don't know. I was not torn up about that because I was like, I think everything that should have happened there happened. Like I think that's <laughs> what what should have happened. I'm well, glad it's, it did. It's good because it's what did happen. Well, great. Yeah. I was like, okay, so I guess it all worked out. <laughs> see, see, the thing that I loved about the Fablemans was how, like, I feel like it was kind of advertised as what you just described, but then as it kept going, it turned into this sort of, like, interesting, like, turn of, like, oh, like, this, in like, this child knows this deep, dark secret about his mom, and, like, the way he discovered that through his art, and the way that, like, affected his art, and then it turns into this thing about how, you know, discussion about how, like, art is actually sort of, like, using people and like uh, uh, capitalizing on people's trauma like Mm. that shot where spoiler alert when there's a a hard discussion happening about like the parents splitting up and Mm. he's watching his sisters crying and his parents crying and he imagines himself in the mirror filming filming. like like how did that not like make you go (gasps) 
I was like, oh. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I was like, oh. To me, that just like b- b- floored me. That shot. Ugh. And that edit, the way the sequence where he discovers his mom's secret, like right. through editing, like was so well done. The fact that it didn't get an editing nomination heart breaks my heart. But I'm sorry. This is your giving me <laughs> it, moment. What, it ahead. is. Go yes. Ahead. No, I um didn't feel that way. I felt like, <laughs> oh, it's like, oh, yeah, now you see it. And like, I guess that's hard for that kid to know. And like. Yeah, okay, and but then everything happened as the way I thought it should. So I was like, "Oh, great! Okay. It all worked out." <laughs> and then I, clo- then I went to bed. And then, <laughs> I didn't, and, and, then, like, and then he became. He learns where the horizon exactly, should be. And maybe that's and also a part of it. Is like you know it's Steven Spielberg, so it's like he's gonna be fine. <laughs> like yes. this kid is going to be okay. I was just like never worried for him at any moment. Which I, I mean, the the anti-Semitism stuff. I was like, oh, that's this is shocking and unpleasant, but. I enjoyed the movie. It made me feel warm. I would rather spend time with them than Lydia Tarr. Um, <laughs> I want them all in a room together. Never. Um, and But I must also speak about an album that I was requested to listen to often in our comments. And I took a listen to it over the weekend and was truly blown away. Who? Ray's My 21st Century Blues. Ray is a British pop singer, songwriter who has written a lot for other artists, was signed to a big record label for seven years, and like they would never let her put out a debut album. Like they kept putting her on features and like having these little song things, and they were just like, No, you need a really big hit. If this hit's not big enough, it doesn't go viral, then like oh, we're not putting out your album. God. And so after seven years, she finally leaves and makes this incredible album called My 21st Century Blues that like is about it seems like a breakup that was happening around the same time that the label had turned their back on her and like she had signed this awful deal and she's just at such a low point. There are many tracks in the album in which I'm like, "Mm, I hope you don't drink as much or do as many drugs as you're saying that you do. But like, she's clearly doing okay. She's so happy to put this album out. I would say Escapism, which is the first single, is so incredibly excellent and everyone should listen to that song. It's so well written, so well produced. And I feel like she probably was getting pigeonholed. I think of her as like, oh, I do dance music. And she's like, I don't just want to do fucking dance music Mm. and like sing lightly on top. I have stories to tell and things to say and that comes through so clearly in this album. I love Black Mascara. I think the melody is so beautiful and how it built and the thing is a lot of the music's dark because she was going through like a dark phase of her life and so I get it Ice Cream Man is one of the best songs you'll hear all year it's oh my like God. talking about how she is a woman and a strong woman and the way that she realized she's no longer a girl and but she's a woman because she like goes through these varying degrees of abuse with these men in different situations. She's like, yeah, a producer reached out to me on DMs and said, like, come over and make music. And if you heard the shit he said to me and how he tried to touch me, like, and that's when I knew I was, I'm a woman. And that's how, cause I, and it's also like, if I was vengeful, these people would be in fucking jail and they're not, you know why? Because I'm a woman and we all have these fucking stories and like, I am strong. It just is really an incredible song and so well done. And as you go through these songs that are like as impactful lyrically as they are melodically and like, Sonically, they're just very fun to listen to. Everyone, if you need a laugh, listen to a song that is the second to last. Well, it's basically the last song. The last uh, then there's an outro. A song called "Bust It Down" is the funniest thing I've ever fucking heard. Okay, it's literally like a. It's like what people I assume thought Church Girl was going to be before hearing the song. It's literally a piano ballad with a gospel choir where she talks about you know, of course I want to find my one and only, but since I haven't. I'm going to twerk on all these guys and I'm going to bust it down in the club. This is an acoustic ballad, no drums, all piano, gospel choir behind her. It is so, it's like an SNL skit that's like brilliantly crafted. Bust it down will make me laugh and smile and like enamored all at the same time because it's so fucking hilarious, but also like really well done. So 
I, All I, right. Well, I mean, I I really want to listen to her now that you yes. say like she's she's finally she's gone through like this horrible like yes. contract experience and now she's finally able to release music of her own. Yeah. So like everyone support her. Ray R A Y R A Y E R A Y E. And I believe she debuted at number two on the UK album charts underneath uh, Shania Twain. So good for fucking Ray. Guys, um, Pride headliner, get her there. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, I also would want to point out Worth It, which feels like very like light disco kind of good fit in the same playlist with Cuff It. Very good song. Environmental Anxiety has some of the most beautiful harmonies on the record. Um, Ice Cream Man, I've mentioned already. Excellent. Escapism, Black Mascara. I like all of it, but those are my uh, highlights. And I've wanted to listen to Ray's album because it's excellent. All right. All right. Anything else we need to tell the people? I don't think so. We've been through a lot this week. We've been through a lot. Yeah. Us and the uh, Chiefs and the Chiefs, Eagles the and Eagles. Rihanna. And, and Rihanna's Rihanna. new baby. And Rihanna's new baby. All been through a lot. It's going to be a beautiful baby. That era in 2025 is going to be so great. <laughs> it's going to be, be awesome. So great. You're going to be so happy when that happens, guys. Yeah. The, the Navy is going to be not just, they're not just going to be the Navy. They're going to be like the Top Gun pilots <laughs> of the Navy because they're mm. going to be soaring above the clouds. Okay. Destroying their enemies. Whatever enemies they are, we won't say because we're releasing this around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. And we'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye. Bye.